guess who what's getting a prequel series hmm. at cemetery. So we get to meet the neighbor when he's a teen, the creepy neighbor that tells them not to bury the people there. We get to see him as a teen. Why do we need this? I don't know. But what does that have to do with amusement parks? Well, no, because you were talking about Scooby Doo and horror and things. So. Do, 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 do. <laughs> hey, you do a good impression of him, at least the old version. That's all Micmac background. <laughs> Don't want to go away from there, Lewis. Welcome back to another episode of the Zero G Adventures podcast, episode milestone 25. As always, I'm Tim. I'm Chris. And I'm Brian. And we welcome you back. So, always thanks for checking back in with us. It's another week. It's another day. It's another dollar. Speaking of dollars, spend a couple and go and buy some merch. Get yourself a t-shirt. Get yourself a hoodie. Get yourself a sticker. Never too early to start planning for the fall. Those hoodies are nice presents. Hey, Christmas in July. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas is coming up. Give your loved ones. Spread the zero-G joy. Give them the OG love that they need. So, this week, we are going to do Hershey Park Take 2. If you listened a couple episodes back, we did take a trip to Hershey Park. And End of April. Yeah. Wow. April 30th. It was windy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Amazing how time flies, isn't it? Okay, so it's July mm-hmm. something right now. Mm. It's July 13th. Wow. Yep. Doesn't seem that long. No. no. But we was there. It was windy. It was tray table blowing mm-hmm. in the wind, Wendy. Yeah. Smacking a kid, Smackin in, the face. A kid in the face. True. That's like our favorite midway, though, now. We sit there. <laughs> we, that's like our meeting spot. Well, out of hope that another child will be attacked by... <laughs> Cafeteria wear. <laughs> oh, the lunch lady's revenge. Mm-hmm. New ride. Yeah, it was in 2022 new, new, to Hershey Park. <laughs> That's something we should sell on a t shirt. <laughs> lunch lady land. <laughs> so, um, we did go back to Hershey Park uh, July 5th, yep. right after the 4th of July. Had a beautiful day. Um, so we're going to talk about that. But first, as with every single podcast, we always talk about a drink of the week. And we're doing shots. Yep. Yes, we are. Little John called. So we're doing shots. Yep. This is the peanut butter cup shot. Whew. So you got chocolate vodka, peanut butter whiskey, and white cream to cacao. Cacao. Cocoa. Cocoa. Um, mix them all together. Strain them out, make shots. What do you guys think? I like it. It's a sipper. Oh, yeah. It's definitely not a shot you want to kick back. Like, it has a good flavor to it. So it's something you you sort of want to enjoy and sip. And it's not one of those shots, you know, you, th- you think you want to kick back because it's just going to burn all the way down. Mm-mm. This one is pretty smooth. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Mm-hmm. 
I, I know that. I know. And it I took, like it, back too. It, back it, it up. Back it up. It took 25 episodes to find a drink that both Brian and Tim liked. Same I like it because it's not overly sweet, but it's not bitter. It's not like, it's like savory, but what? <laughs> you were looking in the mic and you were going cross-eyed. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it was great. No, I, I. Uh, all right, for you folks listening at home, go ahead and mark it down. I agree with Brian on the drink. Uh, in this one instance, on this very specific drink, how many times this episode is Tim going to agree with Brian? We're at one right We're now. We're at one. Woohoo! So we'll see how far it goes. Top milestone. Yes. First time for everything. No, I, I really like it. I think it's a good it's a good shot. And for people um, that think that vodka and whiskey don't go well together, they do in this instance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is very good. And the white creme de cocoa like balances it out. I think I think that's the one that's standing in the middle of them going, hey, 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 hey. Y'all play nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, because that actually has hints of vanilla in it that, mm-hmm. that blend well with everything else. Yep. So for the video of us making it. Which there's always surprises with that. Yes. The recipe. You can find it on the YouTube channel. Slow your roll. I, I saved it. Uh, you find it on the YouTube channel. Find it on our website, zerogadventures.com. With complete instructions and recipe. Yes. So, with that, let's go to Hershey. It's a chocolate world after all. They should have that. Oh. It's a small chocolate world. That was an awkward segue. (laughs) So how about we talk about our trip to the park? (laughs) Yes, sir. Go ahead. So take two was nice. We picked a nice warm weather, dry, non-windy day. And it was a lot busier than our first day as well. Um, It was. At first. And then once people... The thing with Hershey is, like, you have to go through paths and then it disperses and before it disperses is this where we talk about candemonium well we pass candemonium we come back to that don't do what everyone else does and go to it first thing okay it's worth coming back later okay but i I think what helped us with the crowds and it's one thing i noticed walking through the midways there were a ton of people there but they weren't necessarily in line for everything Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the benefits of the park because they have the water park and they have the zoo. So there could be a ton of people in the park, but they're not necessarily taking up spaces and lines. Mm -hmm. That was the weird thing to me that entire day, because normally like you go to Cedar Point, you go to other other amusement parks and it's like the midways are clear, but everybody's in line. Well, this like everybody was was in the midways, but nobody was in line and it was weird. Like, I mean, there were still lines. There were lines. I mean, early in the day, it was over two hours for Candemonium. It was 10 minutes after it opened. It was 150 minutes. Yeah. Like, and yeah. And, but it, it was a great day. Chalk it up to plus two credits for me. Um, you got one. 
Yeah. Right? You got candemonium. I got candemonium. Yep. You got one. Is this where we talk about candemonium? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, okay. So <laughs> anyway. Candemonium was closed our first trip, so we didn't get to ride Fahrenheit, Storm Runner, or Candemonium. No. no. Or Skyrush. Or Skyrush. For clarification, though, Tim, are you talking about the ride or the ice cream? They're both delicious. I think you're equally obsessed with both. So, so is this where we talk about candemonium? Is this? Slow your roll. So, um, got in there, walked around. Uh, I was going to go to Cup Fusion. Cup Fusion had a little bit of a delay. Technical difficulties. Decided we were going to go. Okay, well, we saw Sky or Storm Runner. Yep. So we did go. So we. Walked over there and that was closed. So we walked onto the boomerang. This what the, the hell's the become a boomerang, the sidewinder, the sidewinder. That's it with the new restraints, best restraints and magnetic brakes. Thank you, sir. What a difference that made. And if you go to our Facebook page and you squint really hard in the photo, you can see Tim and Brian in the back ride. seat. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, right after that, we got off and Storm Runner was open. We waited. Two trains. Yeah. Five, ten minutes for that. Um, Road Storm Runner. Chris. Second accelerator. What did you think of Storm Runner? I enjoyed it. To me, that's more like what those kind of coasters should be. Too many of them are, look how high you get, and then it's done. This was a much more interesting mm -hmm. ride to me than most of the other versions. With inversions. Yes. And the Twisted Snake Dive. Mm -hmm. Yes. Possibly it, one of my favorite But versions. the placement of that ride, it's literally in the middle of the park on a hill. You're going above things, under things, over things, see, through that's, things. That's one mm -hmm. thing I noticed about Hershey, that they don't... They just build shit on top yeah, of it. <laughs> they don't flatten things, they don't fill things in, they build rides where they can fit them, and they work them around the topography. It's like a real-life roller coaster tycoon mm -hmm. park. <laughs> So, like the, their monorail is the best example of that. Yes, yes. So then we rode Fahrenheit. You had a plus two. Yeah, it wasn't just a plus one. It was a plus yeah. two because I forgot about Storm Runner. Yes, Storm yeah. Runner was new for him too. Yeah. So and then we rode Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. I was that was my first time on it. I know it's an older coaster. I was looking. I had the shirt, and I was surprised by it. I, yeah, I, I liked it. Like, I think it's a good ride. It's, mm -hmm. it's an e like the, and you were right when we were talking, when we we're standing in line, you're like, it's like a bigger impulse from Kenobi. You're right. Yeah. And then the second half is like Maverick. Yeah. So it's like Fahrenheit is impulse until you get through the Cobra roll. Once you get through the Cobra roll, then you're on Maverick. Then it right. becomes Maverick. And it, it was on, it had a, very prominent intamin rattle to it, but into wheels, people. I love it. I liked it. Can't complain. The one thing I will mention, if you are a rider of slightly larger size, not even big, I would use the test seat. I unfortunately could not ride this one because I, I get the feeling that they are starting to dial back how much wiggle room you get with belts and seats across the industry. Because I've ridden similar rides. At least rides. at the corporate parks. Yes. I've ridden similar rides in other parks. And this one just. Well, you rode one with this. You rode the same damn train on Storm Runner. Yeah. This one was not accommodating. So just keep that in mind. I think belt sizes are shrinking. So. Yes. Um, after that, 
We went over to Cup Fusion. Yep. Which was our longest wait of the day. Longest wait of the day. L- yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. Longest wait of the day. But Good ride. Good still, shooting ride. Yeah. Uh-huh. But still not a bad wait. I mean, they have We were in the shade line. the whole time, yeah. They have fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has hills. Mm-hmm. Yes, I wasn't expecting hills and almost a bit of gravity propulsion through some of that ride. Mm-hmm. And the fact the, that it's target shooting, like a Buzz Lightyear but and Ghostwood, but then it's screen shooting, mm-hmm. like a video yeah. game. And it's mixed. Like, that was really cool. It's a very unique dark ride. There's definitely hints of Toy Story Mania yeah. to it, but... I think it's an example where they use screens well mm-hmm. because the screens blend in with the 3D stuff. And... Oh, and where it gets points for me, I've ridden enough um, screen-based dark rides that this is something that jumps out to me, and they did it perfectly here. The screens were well calibrated. Yeah. Have you ever noticed when you're going through some of these dark rides where like, you can be in one scene, but the screen is split, and one side is a whole lot brighter than the no, other? No, these were all the same. Yeah, very well maintained. I mean, and I have the same complaint about some of the bigger universal screen rides. Mm-hmm. You ride Gringotts, and the screens can be very mixed bag. Mm-hmm. This was, there were some that they were done so well that they physically blended in with the physical things you were shooting at. Yeah. It was pretty seamless. And well, and you should actually shoot stuff moving on the screen, too. Yeah. So the technology. And then they react. To, yeah. yeah. Yes. Which is like. I was like shooting stuff and it was like bouncing on like, like, yeah, it was a cool ride. I don't think we even talked about it when we got off. We just got off and we're like, okay, we're well, we angry. We're angry. Yes. Let's go. Food. Which, which, which takes us to one of the highlights of the day. Let's. It, it, we, yeah. So let's talk about the highlight of the day. Well, one of them. One of The Chocolatier Restaurant. Which you can get to from the park, inside or out. Yes. Um, what's first of all, what's very nice is you do have to get your hand stamped because you are technically leaving the grounds of the park. Um, you do get your hand stamped. However, you do not have to go back through security and all the uh, and all that stuff through the main gate. Because you can go <laughs> through a reentry gate within the gift shop. There still is like a security wand thing there, um, but they make it convenient. And easy. It was very convenient. Um, we waited what forty five minutes for a table, which isn't bad. It was what one o'clock, yeah, ish. It was like but, right but after. But even then, we were waiting at the bar, right? So it wasn't a bad wait. So well, let's talk about the restaurant. It's cool. Go ahead. I like it. I think it's there's so many hidden details in that restaurant. Some of the table booths look like teacups. Some of them are like the roller coaster train. The bar is a carousel. Um, there's lighting above their head that features the layouts of three of their actual roller coasters and lights. This is very Disney. Yes. Like it's Disney level theming. Park. I was thoroughly impressed with just the theming and and the layout of the restaurant and the service and the food. Like there really wasn't anything I could say anything negative about. The guy that's in the Hershey Park Chocolatier sponsored ads that's on Facebook was our server. Was our <laughs> server really? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um. 
we're going to get to it when we do our ratings. Um, the the service was just great. Even the bartender, yeah, he the was great. Because we, we had never had drinks there before, and we asked his opinion on drinks. And we pretty much tried every single one of their signature cocktails. They were great, though. I were, they were all different, and they were all unique. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the weirdest thing for me was the one I enjoyed the most was the one that actually didn't have any chocolate in it. It was their blueberry oh, lemonade. Basil. Basil. With, the with basil, basil blueberry gin. lemonade. It was amazing. Yeah. But I, I couldn't really name one bad thing. Mm-mm. No. Food was great. And you got, I mean. It was a decent portion. I was, I was a little, like your burger, that your portion feel, felt smaller than the others, comparatively. But it was still, for what you pay. It was I mean, a thick burger. It was. Like, it, it was not. And it, it looked like, harder. but it looked kind of like they made that patty themselves. Like it looked like it was. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was very good. Um, for those people that may be allergic to chocolate, <clears throat> there is chocolate in several of the items on the menu. However, they're notated. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, all of their things, uh, like their drink menus and all that, have all of the ingredients in it. So if you are allergic, you know, mm-hmm. or have. Boy, that would suck. Let's go to Hershey Park if we're allergic to chocolate. It's just like everywhere. But they have an amazing chocolate barbecue sauce. Oh, I love the barbecue sauce. That was amazing. Yes. Barbecue sauce with hints of chocolate in it. Cacao. No, it was it was great. I loved I love that. I if you skip that, you're missing something. Like it's yes. To bring back to what you said earlier, it was a Disney like experience with Disney quality food. Larger portions and about one low, fourth the price. Lower prices. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, I had two premium drinks and then my meal, and after the tip, it was less than fifty bucks. Yeah, and, and the alcohol was the expensive part. If you would go there and not get alcohol, I mean, my ribs, the whole meal was twenty eight dollars, and it was a full rack. I mean, a full rack of ribs. Yes, busty. Yeah, they, they do not skimp on the food, which no. surprised me because I'm used to going to sit-down restaurants in parks, and I'm, I'm sort of like... They give you two ribs. I'm, <laughs> I'm conditioned to pay a lot and not expect much. And the thing that got me is our server said that this is the least... Compa- there were two different things. There was the short ribs and there was the regular ribs. Yeah. And he said the short ribs... Or even more food, and it was the same price. I can't imagine. I couldn't even bear, I couldn't even finish what I had let alone to have more. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, 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 definitely recommend the Chocolatier restaurant. Um, We're going to get to food and stuff later, but I think this is the shining star right now. And what I would suggest, if you were there for more than one day, maybe the day you arrive, if you're not planning on going in the park, if you're just going to do like Chocolate World and stuff, eat dinner there. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, do it as your day Because before. that's becoming, like, their Disney Springs, yeah. their City Walk, their... And I think that's what they're aiming for, because not far from that, you have the the brand-new Hershey Museum they recently redid mm-hmm. on the main drag, and that's adjacent to the Hershey Spa they recently built. So if you want to be dunked in chocolate for your skin, apparently you can do that now. And then they have the theater and the Hershey Botanical Gardens. So I think they're building Chocolate Town to be that sort of hub that you go after you've done the other Hershey experience. Yeah, Hershey is definitely not a one-day park. 
is definitely not a one-day park. It is, I mean, literally, if no. you wanted to do the water park, the zoo, the park, the extra attraction. I mean, to be honest, we went for two days. Right. We didn't do the water park. We didn't or do the, the zoo. zoo. Yeah. Like, there is a lot to do there, which is great. Yeah. I mean, that, there's a lot in that area. Because, I mean, if you even go down south a little bit, you're getting into... Lancaster and mm. and York and all that, and you're getting the Amish country and all that tourist stuff and the whoopie pies. But I mean, just just the amount of Hershey related things that you can do in the town outside of the park, right? Is a day. Well, even not, that, yeah, a day if not two. Because you can itself. actually tour the factory, mm-hmm. the actual mm-hmm. factory, like said, not they just have, truck. Alone. They recently redeveloped their entire Hershey Museum. It's almost brand new, and there's the spa and the gardens. Spa, yeah. I just see them slowly lowering Chris into the chocolate. Like, but it's double with hazelnuts. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what I'd end up looking like? Augustus Gloop. <laughs> falling into the chocolate river. No, it's there's a lot to do. So is it time to talk about Candemonium? Are we back? We're back. We're back. Is it time to talk about Candemonium? So, what, what, what did we do after we ate? What, what did we do? Oh, I can't remember. There was this thing. So there's kind of this new ride <laughs> at Hershey Park called Candemonium, which is not the best name in the world. Oh, horrible name for a ride. However. Great ride. <laughs> Horrible name for a ride. Great ride for a kitty coaster. Great ride for a family coaster. Great, great ride. Name. You mean name? Great name. Great. Yeah. Whoa. Great name for a kitty coaster. Great name for a kitty coaster. Great. The peanut butter cup shot. Great name. The ride itself was is really pretty awesome. Tim lost his thing. <laughs> you just got to hold it there. Candemonium. Great name well, for a family coaster. Yes. Great name. If this was like a Vacoma new suspended coaster, oh yeah. Be a great name. Great package. You could do, you could do the whole thing up. For a level five aggressive thrill ride, not a great name. But phenomenal ride. Yes. And I will say this a phenomenal crew. A great crew that was running it the afternoon that we were riding it. So Okay, so let's talk about Candemonium. So, 10 minutes after park opened, 150-minute wait. 2 o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) 2 o'clock in the afternoon, set a 30-minute wait. We waited one train. Well, the first ride, we waited two. Did we? Yeah. Okay. Because we were at the steps. Oh, yeah. Okay, so two trains. Um, You guys rode in the back. Me and Chris rode in the front. Good in the front. It was all right. I was like, I want to try that again in the back. The back was great. Row seven, row eight. Yes. Well, there's no, there's only seven rows. Oh, row six, row seven. Yeah, there's shorter trains than most. Yeah, but I forgot about that. So we got off the back row after the second ride and we said, let's do it again. By that point, it was a one train wait. We rode it five times in a row. Mm hmm. 
Five times. And honestly, I don't think we waited in line longer than 10 minutes. Yeah. We rode it five times, and we didn't wait longer than our shortest wait for any other so ride. We in the usually park. made it around that we were in almost the same train because they had three trains running. Yeah. By the time we got off the ride, got in line, and went back on, and we were getting on the same train we were on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's we must have rode that blue train yeah. three, even, four times. That's even including me deciding to take the elevator down. Like, Yes. Yes. So it's, it's underappreciated. It was, it was a good ride. And smooth. Like, I mean, new coasters are generally smoother, but this one was like riding on ice. There was no vibration. There was no. My favorite part is that off axis. That crazy turn. turn. Right before you get into, into that circle around. Oh, that is nice. So great ride. Um, and it was a mix of ejector and floater airtime. It had a oh, little yeah. bit of both. And most B&M hypers do not yeah. have had, both. Yeah, it had both, which was really nice. Um, I would put it, I've ridden three B&M hypers. And I would put it number two. So it's better name? than Mako. You think Nitro? Not as good as Nitro. Yeah. Yeah. Nitro and Nitro will be my number one. You haven't ridden Apollo's Chariot yet though. Yeah, Apollo's Chariot is still my number one. Yeah. But Candemonium is a very close number it's two. almost a tie. Yeah. Because they are very different experiences because of the way they're laid out, but they're great versions of what they are. So it's really hard. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean you look at Candemonium, it it doesn't look that long. It doesn't look like there's that much there, but it's there's surprising no, when you ride it. There's no mid-course. No. I mean, it moves. I mean, yeah. I think what it benefits from is its layout, and it's a bit deceptive. In the plot of land they have, they worked it very well. And the dives that you go through, and they, yeah. And the thing I like, there's no wasted space. Exactly. Unlike Break Run, a.k.a. Orion. You, it's, you, called, it's Break Run the Ride. Thank like, you I mean, this, there's... The next generation. <laughs> I mean, this, it uses every section of track that it needs, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, it, it's a great ride. It's a great addition to the park. The one thing I will say. It's a great job from B&M. Yeah. The one thing I will say, just like at Waldemere, how, um, Ravine Flyer feels out of place compared to the rest of the park. Candemonium feels different than the rest of the park. Mm-hmm. And but it, I'm not complaining. It's just it's a level above. Like it was hard going from that and that awesome crew to in the middle of the park with Looper the typical or yeah but that, Fahrenheit that or is, that is one thing I think you can Storm Runner. You mm-hmm. all agree on though. People, because it's, other than the carousel, the first ride you see, mm-hmm. people walk into the park, they get in line for that. Don't do it. Don't be tempted to do it. But don't do not do it first thing in the morning. Don't do it last thing in the yeah, night. Because when everybody's yeah. leaving the park, they think, oh, we'll do it one last time. Yeah. Aim for midday, mid-afternoon. Yeah. It's probably your best bet. Although, a night ride on that's probably awesome. Yeah, because yeah, there's probably no lights. There aren't. They're, they have color-changing lights, I think, on the lift 
but Dropping, that's it. and that's kind of normal yeah for now but yeah so canamonium i think that was the favorite of everybody yeah. on oh, the definitely. trip um and then after that chris went and did his thing yeah. he rode the monorail while we did the cool cracker yeah which is fun fun arrow hydro flow. i have never ever 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 gotten airtime on a log flume yeah like I look back at you, I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like I came out of my seat. So the Hydra Loopers, which there were three, and there's only one left, and the only one left is at Hershey. There was one at Kings Island, and there was one at Cedar Point. Whitewater Landing was the largest one of the ones that they built. And when you go down the big drop, instead of just splashing right away, there's like a little airtime hump. And you literally like, but it's like ejector. Yeah, it's not floater air. It's yeah, you you literally skim the surface as you splash. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun. And the way that they load that, there's no waiting. You never stop moving because it's that you know the large revolving platform. Yep. After that, we did Great Bear. Um, always a great ride. Yeah, I I love Great Bear just because it's so unique. It's not the best ride. It's not the longest ride. I just love it because of its uniqueness. And just like most of Hershey, it goes over and under so many other rides, midways. Yes. It's built uh, in, it's not just built in the land, it's built in the I mean, the, the station park. is literally the built. from hell. The <laughs> station is literally built on top of the splashdown of mm-hmm. the coal cracker. Like, literally. <laughs> yep. Yep. After that, I went back to meet with Chris. You guys did the looper. Yeah, we did the super duper liver, which was a short wait. Mm-hmm. That's a good ride. Sky Rush, a- Sky Rush was down because of the cable lift. Ooh, it's like that is that is my Pennsylvania lightning rod. Mm-hmm. It's elusive, but so with that, I think I I mean, well, not with that, but after that, I think we wrapped up and. We headed to we the exit. Some snacks. Yeah. And then you can't leave Hershey Park without stopping. Well, at you, the well, well, literally, yeah, you cannot you, leave Hershey Park without, without stopping through the gift shop. Exactly. That's the only way to leave. They they beat they like beat, Dollywood. They beat Disney at their own games. <laughs> and how convenient is it that on the way out they have an ice cream shop, Milton's, Milton's. which is. I love it. Yes. I love the whole setup. Um, it's kind of got like get that diner vibe mm-hmm. to it. Um, but kind of like a create your own as it's kind of like a subway ice cream yeah. shop. But like, sort of. But like a 1950s malt shop kind of feel. And the people that take care of you are the ice creamologists. Like they literally like it's really cool. Hmm. So let's talk about ice cream. They have a bunch of different stuff to try. They have a, a decent amount of unique of, different stuff. Yes. Lots of sundaes, lots of flavors. Yeah. One very unique flavor. But I mean, and I mean, uh, I, I don't care about the other flavors. There's really only one flavor that you need to do while you're there. And that's candemonium, the ice cream. Candemonium, the ice the cream. The name actually fits. Yes. This. Yes. So. <laughs> The trains on Candemonium are Twizzlers, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, and Hershey Chocolate. Those are the three different yes. stuff, and that's what's in the ice cream. So, yeah. 
so it's Twizzlers flavored ice cream with Reese's peanut butter cups and Hershey's chocolate bars all mixed together. Now you're saying, ew. Yeah, on paper, this just does not make sense. But it's amazing. I'm going to I tell you. I want to buy it from the store. I wish they had it at a store. It, I, I, tw- it. I tweeted them. I put it out on Twitter. I'm like, I'm really craving this right now. I would love it if it was bought in stores. This is the best tasting ice cream I've ever had. Mm-hmm. He wasn't willing That's to it. share. I said what I said. He had to get his own. <laughs> yeah, I said what I said. And you get one free topping. Yes. And it's your topping. But I think Reese's Pieces work the best. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. That was just, it was lovely. No, unlike these two, I decided to go for peanut butter overload. And I got their Reese's peanut butter ice cream with Reese's Pieces on top of it. Which was also which amazing. Was just as amazing. But Candemonium, great name for the ice cream. That definitely fits. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> And then with that, we drove off into the fiery sunset. Yes. Yeah, the, the sunset that day looked like it was trying to kill us. It looked. <laughs> it was like we. It were looked like Mario. the angry sun from, <laughs> from Mario. Mario Three. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The picture. Oh God. Oh Lord, the pictures. So. It was a great day, though. Like I said, I almost wish we had an overnight and went there another day because there's just so much to do. Yeah, it was. It was a great day, and like I said earlier, if you follow us on Facebook, we actually did. Post live from the park. Mm-hmm. So there's pictures of us at the bar with our drinks, some of the food, um, live shots of the monorail because you know me, I love a transportation ride. And video. Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, if you, when we go to park trips, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Facebook because we do updates. Yes. Yes. On both. So hop into live, say hi. If you see us, if you get the, you know, you always get the notification. Pop in, say and, hi. And when this uh, podcast posts, I will upload all the pictures of all the food and menus that we took as well. So look for that. Yeah. So here's the thing. So I'm going to throw this out. My line. Never mind. What? I'm not going to do it because this won't be out by then. Never mind. And it. Remove because I was gonna say if you jump into our live and comment hashtag here's the thing, we'll send you a t-shirt. <laughs> but this won't be out by the time. Mm-hmm. So well, it's not like we won't be live in the park eventually. Next year's gonna be a better year. This is a weird summer. Yeah. It's a weird summer. But I will say I am highly contemplating getting a season pass for Hershey Park next year. I have kind of thought Because I'd the like same. to go Christmas. I've been there for their Christmas before. I would kind of like to go. Especially because I think maybe next year they might try to go as long as they can. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, a Bush Gardens. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm kind of like, I would like to get a platinum. Depending on how this weekend goes, mm-hmm. I might contemplate getting a platinum for the Cedar Fair. Mm-hmm. And I might get a regular for Hershey mm-hmm. and then just but say, but ironically, he's Kennywood. going the opposite direction. He's your thing about forgetting Cedar point for a bit. It depends how the rest of this year plays out for Cedar fair. Especially if, you know, the passes aren't going to cover the events. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which I don't. I don't think so. I don't think that that's stupid. No, that's ridiculous. But that's another story. So However, at Cedar Point, I might be able to see that coming true. Not this year, mm -hmm. but maybe for next year, Hello Weekends be a separately ticketed event. Mm -hmm. Because it's the busiest time of year. And they can get money where if they keep the park open until five and then open it at six and they do like an HHN or mm -hmm. a Howl Scream on the BGT side, which I can also see Bush Gardens Williamsburg. Maybe moving in that. They've direction. talked about it. It won't happen. They're 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 all looking. Know. They're all looking at what Disney's doing and what Disney's getting away with for their prices, and they're thinking, can we do something similar? That's the way the industry's going. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're going to segregate out because okay, well we're going to charge you ninety nine dollars to come in for the season because you bought it in. October or August, and if you want to come next Halloween, well, you got to pay us sixty nine ninety nine. We'll give you a discount. Regular price is seventy nine ninety nine. I can see that absolutely. As long as parking is free, because <clears throat> that's only covered during your regular season admission. Yep. But they might have then levels of season passes that it's covered with. But it may it may cover it if they allow you daytime access, like Halloween or Halloween is. <clears throat> where you can come in during the day and then stay. We'll see. But then they put you off in a holding pen. Right. And you go to the VIP lounges. Right. I mm -hmm. we'll have to it's see. a test. It's a test. I, it's a trap. I don't like the stratification in the industry. Nope. Hmm. As with every park we go to this amusement park season, um, we're gonna do a review. So we already did a review of Hershey. But it wasn't really fair because so much was closed yeah. and the weather was crap. Yeah, there was so much stuff. and But we did a review on it anyway. And it scored better than yeah. most. Yes. Um, even with everything that we dealt with that day, it was still an enjoyable day. It was a wonderful day. Yeah. But we went back because they gave us tickets and they said, hey, Zero G Adventures, come back. So we came back. Um, so we're going to rate it just like we did Cedar Point and Knobles and Yep, 11 categories. <clears throat> Score out of 10, 10 being the best, 1 being the worst. Yes. So, let's get into it with rides and attractions. So, rides and attractions, the variety and the quality of attractions. Um, so, Chris, you want to start off? My ratings stayed the same, even though they were drastically different experiences each time. I still think they have a pretty good variety of rides and attractions. So they get an 8 from me, which is the same number they got last time. I also gave them an 8 as well. They have something for everyone. They really do. Mm -hmm. I think if this was just variety of attractions, I'd give it a 10. Quality is what drops it to an 8 just because, while they have a lot, not everything is as great as everything. So, Sure. I'd give it an 8 as well. Um, they have a lot of different rides. I 
really like how the rides and attractions are spread out through the park and it's not segregated oh, into the kiddie a kiddie area. land. Right. The and kids' rides are with the it, other yeah. rides. They have a major roller coaster and they have family rides and kid rides that are surrounding that ride. Um, they did a very... It, it, the park layout is done very well. Mm -hmm. It's hilly. It is terranous. <laughs> I don't. Tim's it, using big words. It, it's it's very terrain like. There's hills yeah. and there's grades and there's even when you don't think there's a grade, there is a grade. Chris but, will tell you. Yeah. Um. um but uh. But it, like you were saying with park layout, the best example of that is in one small area you have the entry for Cup Fusion, the line for the monorail, and tucked between those two things are the kitty swings. Yeah. Yeah. So you could literally be in line for something and have the kids ride something and come while back. you're in line. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We'll Not just... that you're supposed to line jump like that, but it's there. So, but so eights cross board. So good. So roller coasters, variety and quality of roller coasters. Brian, I give it an eight. I mean, they what they have. <laughs> They have a little bit of everything. They have wooden coasters. They have launch coasters. They have hyper coasters. They have inverted coasters. Um, quality is where I score them down a little bit. They like to trim everything. Every single roller coaster there is heavily trimmed. So that scores them down a little bit. Okay. And my scoring is along similar lines. They get a seven. I think they have a good variety. Um... But as you were saying a little earlier, Candemonium points out how the park is almost stagnant in some ways, mm -hmm. where they, they have great examples of some eras of coasters, and then there's gaps, and then Candemonium. So mm -hmm. I think that's sort of why I scored them down a little lower. And my seven is a high seven. It's no way a, a bad score. But I wouldn't think of them as being a place – to ride every kind of coaster. Mm-hmm. Let's say you can. Eight and a half. We could do halves. I had it at a nine. Yeah, because my sheet is saying nine, sir. Yes, <laughs> I had it at a nine. They have a very good diversity of coasters. Um, in my eyes, they have a little bit from every, they have from mild to wild. Mm -hmm. Never thought I would say that ever, mm -hmm. but they do. Um, you know, it, it, are they missing the juggernauts and the, and the, the jiggas? No, he's married to Beyonce. <laughs> um, the gigas. So are they, are they missing the gigas and they, and they, you know, large accelerators. Yes. But I, I, those don't do it for me. Mm -hmm. So in most cases, unless it's millennium force, but, um, they have a good variety of rides. Um, the quality, the trims, I think that's more of an operations thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to fault them on operations because it is basically an operations issue. Um, so I give them an eight and a half period. Next up, Q lines. How are they? Are they, do they have shade? 
Is there roof structures? Do they have fans, music, air conditioning, landscaping, trees? I mean, it is nice. I The one thing to point out, we didn't have to wait in it long, but Candemonium's air conditioned. But some of the other stuff? Laugh trucks, air conditioned. That section, yeah. Mm. Most of it's covered. I mean, most of their stuff's covered. Yeah, I would, none of their lines are bad. It's not oh. like... Skyrush. Skyrush is like the worst. Well, Skyrush is a pen. Well, it's one large... And then steps. Yeah. Okay. But I, I'm not... I'm giving them a mediocre score of a six. None of the lines that I waited in were atrocious. They were all maintained. Most of them had some sort of shade. Uh, Hershey does believe in trees. Yes. And you will find them in the lines, which I'm a fan of, along with actual fans and misting fans. So they, they do take into consideration, unlike some parks, about the people waiting. But they're not, you know, the best lines I've ever waited in. So what do you give them, Chris? Uh, a six. Okay. I give them a seven. I originally gave them a six, but then I totally forgot about Candemonium. And Candemonium's air-conditioned and covered and... Well, it's not like we spent much time in it, though. But it's still... <laughs> but it has LED lighting, and the station lighting changes. It's fancy. It's definitely it is. fancy. I it's give them... sassy. I give them a seven. What say you, Tim? Seven. Seven. I, I'd like... Those are things that I like. The things that you put on here are things that I don't really think about. No, <laughs> but then looking back at it, I'm like, really, everything is kind of covered. Mm -hmm. Like all of their lines, literally. There's like that middle section in Great Bear, but the first part of it's covered, and mm -hmm. then you're outside, and then you're covered, and in the station, and like. Well, the only one that I consider bad is Skyrush. Skyrush is an awful. Once which, the once the trees get taller, it will be great. It's just right now, it's just one empty space. I wasn't in the queue line, yeah. but I saw it. Yeah, and it is a holding pen. Yeah, in it's the, it, it's the first section of Millennium Forest without the tarps on yeah. top. And the other thing I'll say for, for the lines, they maintain them. Like if it's. Um, you know, piping, it's painted and well-maintained. It's not pitted. It's not mm -hmm. chipped. Uh, handrails are obviously replaced on a regular basis. Some parks don't bother with that. Mm -hmm. You can see, like, centuries of paint on those rails going Can't down. <laughs> but, yeah, well-maintained. Up next, operations, capacity, and safety, which sometimes I wish these were separated in the different categories, but they're all lumped together. How were the overall operations at the park? How easy was it to get in? Was it well organized? Were all of the attractions open? How quickly did ride crews dispatch rides and roller coasters? Was the music and the TVs in the park working correctly? Did you feel safe on the rides? Were the employees enforcing the rules, including checking heights and watching rides? Yes? I'm giving a seven, and part of that seven is influenced by how good the crew was at Candemonium. But I will say the other aspects of that, there were, I really felt there were no issues with how they handled getting into the park. I thought security was handled quite well. Um, and, you know, basically organized, but a lot of their a lot of their operational crews at some of the other coasters, not mm -hmm. the best. But they try. 
I don't, it's I, not consistent. That's my yeah, issue with it. It's, it's, Some rides are great, and other rides are atrocious. Yeah. And again, I don't. I really can't fault the crews. I really think a lot of how they operate comes from management. So I don't want to take it out on the crews and the employees. I think a lot of the time that's how they're told to run. Mm-hmm. So it's more of an issue I have with management than the actual crews. Well, that's why this is operations, not employees. So yeah, working their butts off. Yeah. yeah. I give it a seven as well. It was a six until Candemonium. Candemonium alone brought my number up to a seven yeah. just because of how great that crew was. The rest of the park, it is the only true thing. In terms of safety and operations, the park's pretty great. But it's just that whole waiting mm. forever to open the gates. Just open the damn gates and let us get on the ride. I think if they all open the gates right away, they won't have the capacity issues. So, to piggyback, if I may, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to give it a six. And I'm going to give it a six because... Of, so, you raised it because of Candemonium. You raised it because of Candemonium. Okay, so if we were able to only get one ride on Candemonium, would that have raised your score? But it, it was just the timing mm-hmm. of it, I think. I think a lot of it was the timing. But they were opening the gates right away. It was operating a lot but, different. But, but, and, but that, and that's and that's that's yeah, where and, and, my issue goes. So I I didn't have a problem with safety. I no, didn't no, have no, a no. problem with with capacity. They were filling every row and all that. But the the issue, like you said, Brian, is it, you're waiting until everybody clears the exit side of the platform before you open the gates. Or, and you had one person that had to go and cross and hit the button on Storm Runner to open the gates and then jump back across mm-hmm. and be a bar checker. You know, that, that to me, it's like... The ride where it's the worst... And the most noticeable and always the most irritating for me is Great Bear. I don't understand that at all. Like that wait that we were in. Any that other should not park, have been that would have been a, That would have been a 15 to 20 minute wait. Any other park. If that. Yeah. But it was if, an hour. Yeah. Just because of. And I, I just, I don't know why. And it, it's. You know, you're opening the gates after everybody is cleared and you get people out and they want to take their time. Oh, my God. Did you love the ride? Oh, my God. I love the ride. Oh, my God. That sucked. You're waiting for them to get in. I didn't see anybody saying, "Okay, exit, 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 like kind of saying, come on now. Come on, girls. Um, It it just. mm, The the stacking really hurt. The operations of it. If it didn't stack, if every ride was like Candemonium, I give the it. Candemonium. I don't even fault them for stacking because that ride is so that ride could probably it's operate short. with two trains just fine. It yeah. probably could operate with two trains just fine. You know, it actually. It, well, at the time that we were there, yeah. The only reason it operates with three is just to keep thirty-two people or twenty-eight people out of the line and put them in it train mm-hmm. in the back of the yeah. break run, basically <laughs> so so brian's next is food i am going to make like a conglomerate of every time you say food 
because every time I hear it, you say it differently, and I love it. And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be like, <laughs> here's 60 seconds of Brian on YouTube. Saying food, food, <laughs> food, food. <laughs> like every single time you do that. One. So you we look say it like Oprah's giving cars away. It does. <laughs> I, actually, I actually, I actually, I actually, to me, I think of the scene from the film Twister when they want to go to Aunt Meg's and Dusty goes, food, food. Like, that's the part I think of. Shit, Phil. You need a new thingy. No, I don't. My thingy works just fine. <laughs> So we look at the variety and the quality Get down, boy. of the park food. There we go. Chris? Um, my score definitely went up after this trip. I think I compared it to the last scoring rubric we did, and I think I might have given it a three or a four. It comes what? in at a seven for me. Um, the chocolate cheer helps a whole lot. Yep. A whole lot, and but I mean, even, Milton's as well. Yeah, but I mean, even like the last trip, the food was great that we mm -hmm. had. Mm -hmm. It's the issue, and I mean, I give it an eight, and I give it an eight because the quality <clears throat> is great, and the variety of what they offer is great. It would get a perfect ten for me if it wasn't for how many chains, yeah, um, of stuff they have. And notice, we didn't eat at any of them. No. We had the pretzels that, that was at their own place. They have so many different places well, to choose just, from. There's a subway on every corner. Why would I want to get a mm -hmm. sub at a park? You know. But at the same time, if you look online and you see all these pictures and images that people are posting of how long they had to wait for food and extremely long lines for food, Hershey has so much, even though a lot of them are those name brands. They have so much that it takes care of the people. We didn't really wait for food. Yeah, I, I will agree with that. Still, you won't find me in line for Chick-fil-A. No, no. Or Chick-fil-A. Well, Chick-fil-A or, or pizza. I would like the fries, but still. But you can get it anywhere. Right. At several parks. Right. So, uh, Brian gave me a look. Yeah, because you gave it a five. I did give it a five. 50%. The 50% is the pretzels and chocolatier. And the ice cream. And the ice cream. Everything else. Even the smokehouse? We had the smokehouse the last time and it was amazing. It was good. I thought it was better than most of what Cedar Point had been. It is. So I'm, I, because. It is so heavily chained. That's why. Mm -hmm. And it is very, it like, and we've talked before that, you know, I'm the chicken fingers and fries person, you know, but it's everywhere you turn is chicken fingers and fries or Chick-fil-A or Subway or Chickies and Pete's there's or. A, there's a Moe's in the park. Moe's. There was a Moe's. Yes. Or pizza. Like, it's all stuff that you can get elsewhere. And. The one thing that I do like about parks is stuff that you can't get elsewhere, even though I only like chicken fingers and fries and burgers and all that shit. But it's nice to see that differentiation. No, I will say all of them compared stuff, to Knobles. Well, yeah, my five is very relevant. Yeah, but I will say all of their new stuff in Chocolate Town 
not chains. So you have the 1906 thing, which is chicken fingers and fries, and you have the 1906 bar. Um, chocolate's here. I, 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 if I was rating it based on that was the only restaurant in the park, I would give it a 10. Oh, yeah. It's it's amazing. Don't forget Milton's. And you can Milton's. actually get food and sandwiches at Milton's. Oh, yes. And we talked about that last mm. time with the grilled cheeses and the whatnots and chicken and waffles and all yes. that shit. Yes. But overall throughout the park, yeah. I'm going to give it a five. Yeah. It's a change. There's work to be done. but the I don't hate. I'm not hating on my five. It's yeah. not a hate five. Yeah. But what I'm hopeful is if Milton's and the Chuck uh, here do well, it might give them pause to reevaluate having chains. If they can do their own thing, I could see that being the springboard of saying, do we need Subway? Do yeah. we need Chick-fil-A? Could we run these ourselves and make them interesting? Because if these are doing well enough, why not bring it into the park itself? Yep. So next is seating areas. This mm -hmm. is not just the food places, which it, it mostly is. It's mostly food seating. Is there shade? Is there air conditioning? Are there enough seats? Protection from the rain. It also includes places to sit down and relax in the park, like benches and areas. Eight. Eight for Tim. I'm actually going to revise up. Uh, I had it as a six, and now that I think about it, it's more like a seven to me. You know, uh-huh. Benches and seating areas are on my radar. It's just, you know, after hoofing it through the park, I'm usually looking for a place to sit down. They're pretty evenly spread out through the park, but there are some sections. I think one of the hollow areas where you're going to be traipsing a pretty long time before you see a bench. There are some areas of the park that aren't as well populated with seating areas as others, but as a whole, the park does well, so it's going to get a seven. But there are kind of some dead zones where you're going to be looking for a place to sit. I think while walking, that's one thing. I think when we were walking around, we had stuff in our hands and mm -hmm. things like that. I don't think we ever had to mm -hmm. be like, where, where, where are we going to sit? Where? Yeah. Over there. Like we there was a lot of seats. Yeah. There's a lot of I seats. I mean, the, the areas where they obviously were selling a lot of food, they made sure there were plenty of places to sit. And it was shady. Mm -hmm. Yes. And if it wasn't shady, there were trees. Mm -hmm. Like there, there were some spaces that were just out in the open, mm -hmm. but it Not was many. very, yeah. very, very few and far I, between. I'll even say this: a lot of their planters were built in such a way that you could use them as benches. Mm -hmm. A lot of parks these days mm -hmm. are building them really low to discourage you. Most of these, you could actually three or four relativize yeah. up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I give it an eight as well as Tim. Um, I I think it's great. I think that they've added a lot over the years in terms of better seating areas, like where the carousel used to be is now all covered, a big covered seating area. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Which definitely helps because there's all those food locations. Right there. Right there. Next, we go to the really weird category. and I, At it, least for this park. It's this year. It's not yeah. for this park because normally, I'm telling you, 10 years ago, I would have given Hershey's Entertainment a 9 or a 10, hands down, because their entertainment all throughout the park, pre-COVID, is amazing. But they didn't have any shows. Two. Um, so this is entertainment, <laughs> variety and quality of the shows and entertainment. 
including where they're indoor or covered theaters to escape the weather. Well, none of them are open. Tim gives it a two. I give it a three. I give it a three just to be charitable, only because... I don't remember anything. Oh, um, they, they did have the costume characters yeah. and live people with mics interacting with the people. Yeah. They definitely were doing the most that they could yeah, with what they were, they were allowed to do. They were meet and greets all through the park. They were the ones as we uh, were walking oh, through. Oh, see, I don't, think, I don't think of that as entertainment. Still, still that, entertainment. That's my thing. I, 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 now that I'm thinking, I like, but... If Disney can count a cavalcade as entertainment, we can call... <laughs> Disney can kiss my ass. Um, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> well, we lost that possible sponsorship. I don't. So. I wouldn't want that sponsorship. Not right now, anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, no, too. Yeah, but I don't. Other than meet and greets, I don't remember anything else. There weren't. Well, normally there is, but okay. This year, that's fair ratings. Next, Next. You, you gave it a three, right? I gave it a three. All right, let's move on from that. Park atmosphere, landscaping, cleanliness. How nice was the park? Were there trees, water features, flowers, landscaping? Was there music playing in the park at night? Were the light bulbs working or were they burnt out? Clean midways, freshly painted buildings, bugs, cobwebs, smooth midways. How clean was the park, including the ride vehicles and the queue lines and the food seating areas? This is one area where I can't really complain about how they run it. Most parks you see, you know, one or two pieces of trash, or in some parks it builds up. No, I, I did not see stray litter. Um, no overflowing garbage cans. No overflowing garbage cans. All the flower beds were well maintained. Nothing was dead. I mean, they care about the look and the perception of their park. Um, yeah, I, dev I give it a nine. Yep. <clears throat> I also give it a nine. Um, there's, I mean, there's certain things that they could improve on, but not many. Um, the food, some of the food seating areas needed some improvement. I think that was more of just a staffing issue. Mm -hmm. Um, but in terms of everywhere else, it was amazing. I mean, no cobwebs, everything was freshly painted. Um, music was playing. It was very pleasant. Like it's a park, just like when we sat there at the 1906 Grill for a while and just sat and enjoyed the park atmosphere it was mm -hmm. pleasant. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give it an eight. Um, the only reason that I'm giving it an eight, um, er, it, I agree with everything that Brian and Chris said. Absolutely. hundred percent. It's a very clean park. It's very well done. It's very well maintained. There's, you know, flowers and, and all that shit everywhere. <laughs> the only thing is, the hills so being somebody that might be in a wheelchair or may have trouble walking um there are some places that the hills are very steep yes um you know and and a lot of it I, and and i can't the park's already built you can't go back but you know i mean building, it's the middle of pennsylvania they can't <laughs> i mean the park's already built but could there have been filler making that part of the park mm -hmm. you know could there be alternate ways around it um i'm not i'm not faulting them for it you know but but, but, but i'm gonna mm -hmm. say that you know that it is a tougher okay. landscape to mm -hmm. navigate if you're differently abled or you know whatever or may be in a wheelchair and you're the only you're going to the park in a day and you're in a wheelchair like that's not powered like 
man, you gonna have arms like Thor. <laughs> Lord of Hammer. But that's why we give it an eight. But otherwise, I would give it a nine, maybe even a nine and a half. So, employees. How were the park employees? Were they efficient? Were they friendly? Did they seem happy or did it feel like you were disturbing them? Did they go out of their way to make your day special? So let me start this off. Nobody is a 10 because there's always room for improvement. Mm -hmm. Hershey employees, nine. Oh yeah, I agree. 9.9. .9. Both times. Yeah. I yeah. mean, when you look back, mm -hmm. These people were so happy. Mm -hmm. These people try. There were certain circumstances during our trip where employees had to intervene and and try to to help out, and they tried their damnedest. Mm -hmm. They didn't give up. They were happy to see us. They were happy to help us. They were happy to serve us. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I was. They yeah, were really good. I can think of nothing bad to say. And um, we gave a shout out to the crew that was running Candemonium. I think the social media team at Hershey also needs. Yeah, I swear they're amazing. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, they respond within minutes. They are on the ball. They are the only part that has ever responded to us, and they retweeted us. And retweeted. And, and just respond. And, you know, a lot of parks will like, they actually responded to our posts and left comments. Like, yeah, I they, am deeply impressed. Like, not within like days, like within minutes. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, the entire staff of Hershey, I mean, they really try to make you feel welcome. Um, everybody there is, they genuinely seem happy to be working there. It's not a fake. It's not a pixie dust affect. <laughs> no. One of the things that strikes <clears throat> me is when we were waiting to get in the front gates that they have staff walking through the crowds. Yes. Making sure they're in the right line, directing mm -hmm. them where to go, asking questions, answering questions. Um, other than Disney, maybe 10 years ago, I've never seen a park do that. No. Disney used to. Not no. anymore. Disney used to do a lot of things. Yeah. And let's... <clears throat> Let, let's talk about the security real quick. Be just because I, their new system, you mean? Yes. Because it's a lot different. Yep. So Hershey uses the newer technology, which is a system called evolve. I know it very well because we use it in the building that I work and we were one of the first entertainment venues to have it. Um, and amusement parks have jumped on the bandwagon um six flags was first <laughs> and then disney then bush sea world um but hershey also uses it and the way that this system works is they're not metal detectors as we know them you don't have to wait to go through them you don't have to be in a single file line you basically wouldn't even know they were there if you weren't paying attention you could walk in two by two you don't have to remove anything from your pockets. You don't have to open your bags. Nothing. You walk in. The system detects if there's anything and where it is on your body as you walk through these. If they detect something that needs inspected, they'll pull you aside. They will wand you or check your bag at that point. But it has to be 
a very noticeable amount of metal and it can actually determine the shape of the metal as well to determine if it's a threat. Like it is a very good system. Can they be dialed down? It's like, could TSA start using these types? They're, they're not x-rays like TSA to that extent. Um, but it's, they're more efficient. I, I think, and I think Hershey uses them better than most. Hershey had a nice setup for where the people were watching the monitors. I, I really liked it because the weight was at where they scanned the tickets, not the security. Right. Normally, it's the other way around. Yep. And that weight's just making sure the barcode lines up with the reader and off you yeah, go. Yeah, because I don't even think they had turnstiles. I think it was very much no, like Disney was no where it was open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, shitters. The most important question on this questionnaire, if you ask me. How are the majority of the restrooms in the park? Were they clean? Were there enough stalls? Do they have automatic features for safety? Air conditioning, bathrooms, music in the bathrooms? We look at it all. We're talking about Hershey Park and not the Sidling Hill right. rest stop ones yes. on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, yeah, right? Yeah, because that oh. place with a score okay. low. That, that was a murder scene. Yes, that was... Unacceptable, but Hershey's bathrooms, however, <laughs> um, they were great. Mm-hmm. I were clean, most of them were air conditioned. Um, actually, I think all but one that I was in was air conditioned. Automatic features, some of them even had music, mm-hmm. and I've saw very clean. I mean, you're gonna have with all parks, yeah, it's those guests that uh cause yeah, issues. Yeah. Well, not, not only that, like the, the bathrooms will be built at the time of the park expansion built. So you will have bathrooms of various ages, but they were all well-maintained, all clean, and you can't fault the park for awful guests. But even then, um, much like another park I love for this, Knobles, I saw park staff on a regular basis checking the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe we have eights across the board. Eights across the board. Well, the reason that I gave it an eight is because I don't pay attention. <laughs> I've pissed in the Heinz Field restroom with 50 other dudes in with a trough. trough. <laughs> I've been to the Magnum yeah. bathrooms. I've survived. Yeah. I, I don't remember music. I don't pay attention to music. I don't pay it. Well, I know smells if they're bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah most people notice I, that. I, but okay, if they were clean, like I didn't have, but yeah. like, mm. but I walk in, I piss, and I leave. So last on the list mm-hmm. is park value, which I think this is the most important thing that families look at when they go to parks. They spend a lot of money. They look at what is the value. Uh, did you get what you paid for? Um, this includes admission, parking, food, gifts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Chris. Now, much like Tim said, with employees, there can never really be a 10 because there's always room to improve. That's why Hershey gets a solid 9 from me. I think you definitely get your values worth, but there's always things they can improve. So it's a 9, but it's a solid 9. Yeah, and I agree with you. I give it a 9. I mean, there's food there that is theme park price food, and there's food there that is out of theme park price 495 for the for the amount of ice cream that you get Milton's was not bad Mm-mm. 
So I can't, I can't complain. Um, you know, the value, well, this trip was free. So hell yeah. No, but I mean, even at $74.95, regular gate price on a normal year, mm-hmm. normal day. If you know how to do it, you're going to get a lot of value out of it. Mm-hmm. I've I've never had a bad trip to Hershey, and I've gone there many, 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 many times over the years. So yeah. I do give it a perfect <clears throat> 10. And the reason why I give it a perfect 10 is because of how much they offer. There's the water park. There's the zoo. There's yeah, You can true. show up the night before, two hours before the park closed, show your ticket, get in free. For the preview pass, you You always got to be different. You don't feel ripped off from a larger park. Like it's. Oh, I agree with you there. Mm -hmm. And and that is the reason why I give it a 10. I mean, everything is priced fairly. Um, Certain places, you know, are higher than others and some are lower. You have to look to see like the best deals and stuff. But I, I thought it was great. However, that all inclusive. Yeah. Absolutely, a ten. We didn't take advantage of that. No, we didn't go out the night before and have you know. So I'm doing it based on what yeah. we had. But and I mean, my big thing is every <clears throat> family is different. You're going to have people um, that don't like roller coasters and rides, but love water parks. You're going to have people that don't like rides and water parks, but love animals. They're literally. And, and what was funny? Uh, waiting at the gate, you mm-hmm. know, we got there what. 30 minutes, 40 minutes mm-hmm. before opening or whatever. And it's like you, there's a division. Like there's half the people in those lines. You, you, you know, they were they're, going to the water they're park. just going to the water park. They're there in their beach wear. They got their flip flops on. They got their beach bag. Like you could tell. And then you can tell the people that were going to the park. And I think that's nice when they include the water park with the park admission. Yep. But, well, Hello, Cedar Fair. Yeah. So we mm-hmm. added, well, I mean, a lot of Cedar Fair parks do. Kings yeah, Island, which, Kings Dominion, Carowinds. Yeah. <coughs> Michigan Adventure. <coughs> Tony Clark. Worlds of Fun. <coughs> Actually, the Jason McClure. Oh, wait, no, he's not even there anymore. Dorney <laughs> includes the it. girl. Actually, <laughs> actually the only Cedar Fair park that does not include it is Cedar Point. What about Valley Fair? What about included. Valley Fair? Valley Fair, the water park's included. Do they have a water park? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yep. how little... Actually, I think... On our I, I lied. The only other park that's not included is um, Knott's. So Knott's and Cedar Point are the only ones that don't have. But, so, adding up our numbers... Got 85 from me, 80 from Chris, 78.5 from Tim. I'm pulling up giving, the rear. Giving it a total score of 243.5 divided by 3. Hershey gets an 81.17. Now, 80, what was it? 81.17. So, compared to our first. I'm looking at, keep going with the wrong folder. Zero G. Hershey Park 43021 got a 78.3. So it increased. Yeah. 81.1 
So comparing it to other parks we've reviewed, um, Knoebels got an 83.3. So Knoebels actually scored higher overall. Um, and then Cedar Point was like a 70. Cedar Point got a 73. Yep. So that is the end of, well, our park review of Hershey Park. We had a great time. Candemonium is a not miss. We highly recommend. If you go there, that is something that you need to put on your to-do list and do not leave the park until you ride Candemonium. But just don't do it first thing. Or last. Or last. Go to it in the middle of the day when people don't remember that it's there because it's so far away from... <laughs> yeah. Have a leisurely lunch at the Tarkletier. Mm -hmm. Enjoy a drink or two. Then mosey on over to the coaster and marathon. Yep. Word. Um, so with that, I think we're. Oh no, we no! Do I have, lie yeah. because even though this is a special episode, we don't have a coaster of the week or anything like that. We always, we always got to do nostalgia. Yes, always. And since Hershey is all about candy and chocolate, we're going to talk about what is your favorite tool to use and why, Chris. Actually, Would the, yours be the crescent wrench? Actually, <laughs> it's what is your favorite childhood candy? Let me go first. Let me go first. Okay. Let me go first. Okay. Let me go Tim, first. You can go first. Satellites. <gasps> the ones that with the wafers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Satellites. I don't know why, but I they love were them. like these wafers, like practice communion for Catholics, mm -hmm. and but they had the, like the. It was for wannabes. Yes. It was for the heathens. They were great. They were great. And they had the little non perils. Yes, in the middle. Right, in the middle. Yes. It doesn't matter though. They were so good. What about you, Chris? Growing up, my I, I was influenced a lot by the candy my mother liked. We always had bowls of Tootsie Rolls and little caramel cream, like uh, little Buckeye kind of things. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like all over the, the house. Caramels and the white cream yes. in the center. Yes. yes. And, and then later when they had the cow tails, which yeah. is the longer version of the same thing. I don't like those. The, the, the individual caramel creams because like you had thick yeah, ones yeah. that are. <laughs> and the cream popped out of the center. Exactly. They, they were so much better. But yeah, Tootsie Rolls and those caramel creams are what I grew up with. I remember those. My grandma, that was always like in a bowl. On, well, my, gra like, my grandmother loved the Canada mints, those pink. Yeah, the pink and white, the starlight yeah. mints. No, 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 the, the, the pink Canada mints, yeah. they were kind of chalky. Yeah. Yeah. No. What? The strawberries. Oh, I didn't with, like with, the strawberries, the with, hard with candy. The they were wrapped in a strawberry yeah, wrapper and they candy, were the hard candies, but they had that weird. I, <laughs> I did not like this. I don't like hard candy. And I don't. I don't. For me, um, it, it was hard to choose between because I love Hershey Kisses. I could eat Hershey Kisses by the bag. What kind? Regular. Okay. But my favorite childhood candy growing up, Tootsie Rolls. Love Tootsie Rolls. Let me see that Tootsie Roll. No. <laughs> Not that kind, but... That's Aiden's favorite song. I know. <laughs> he sang no, it earlier. There were a bunch of candies that I liked growing because they were always around the house. Like, but I did like the, the I really love the Clark bars and the Zagnuts too. <laughs> and I did like those, the caramel with the creamy white center. 
whatever those were called. Caramel, caramel creams. Caramel creams are. Um, where are you from? Where Where were you born and raised at? Did he say caramel or caramel? No, he said caramel. <laughs> caramel creams. There's 37 different ways you can say that word, and none of them are right, so it doesn't matter. So that's a little bit. I was that fun different. I thought that was a fun different question. Since we were talking about candy, not chocolate, <laughs> not chocolate creams. And it makes or me. Sugar. It makes me think of that that sign for the uh, the dark ride at Hershey that had all the different misfit candies and their names. Yes. <laughs> Notice nobody here listed candy corn. No. No. <laughs> that shit is disgusting. No. Oh my god! When I used to eat them, I liked the top part and mm -hmm. not the bottom part. So it's like because you went down, mm -hmm. it got more disgusting. Yeah, it was all the same. That kind of happens, Brian, don't it? Oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Anywho, I think that's about it for today. What the voice? <laughs> there might be ticks. Or crabs. <laughs> so, Episode next, D. next week, we're going to King's Island. <laughs> Shit. Yes. Now, next week's an off week with podcasts. So, we're going to King's Island on Sunday, and then we'll review it the following week. So Park of the Week will be Kings Island. All right, so here is the thing. So with that, we're going to wrap it up. Um, when this airs, we have just gone to Kings Island. So in the next week, you're going to hear our Kings Island review. For me, I am a first-timer. Mm -hmm. Um, so all of this is going to be brand new to me. Chris has been there once mm -hmm. and Brian is a fan favorite every year, except last year. Last year was like the only year I didn't go. So this is going to be a very, very, very interesting trip for all three of us and the zero G adventures. Of course, we're going to go live. We're going to stream the train that is very short according to the map. It's longer um, than you think. And well, that's what he said. So, um, so yeah, right on. Word. <laughs> Reverse and rolls. <laughs> <laughs>